And my work is not based on my opinion. It's 100% based on science. We now know more about the brain and science than ever before. I like to say no disrespect intended to Napoleon Hill and Think and Grow Rich. Great book. Yeah. It was 100 years ago. <laughs> We've yeah. learned a lot more. Yeah. And so let's use science to take us to the next level. The biggest entrepreneur platform on the planet. This is Business Rockstars. This is Business Rockstars. I'm Mark Lack, and joining us as a special guest today, we've got Dr. Trivedi in the house, and he's a human performance expert. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. It's great to be here, Mark. Thanks for having me. So what the heck is a human performance <laughs> expert? Tell us. So a human performance expert, what I do is I help people rewire their brains to be able to do more what they want in their life. For example, if someone is stuck and they're challenged, they can't go through, an athlete can't score, score hockey goals, or okay. a business person can't move forward in their in their business, they've been hitting this invisible ceiling, they come to me and I help rewire them and then they get more out of their life. So is this something that everybody's dealing with or is this something that only high performance people should be utilizing with you? Well, I think everyone should be using it okay. in reality, but I think it's an unfair advantage, right? I think rewiring your brain is an unfair advantage that most people don't have. Hmm. And the ability to be able to rewire challenges, circumstances that have happened in your life to be able to move forward again, allows you to do more and get more out of your life. So I've heard examples of this. You know, we, we update our iOS on our phone. Yeah. We update our computer software, but we don't upgrade our brain software. So is this kind of what we're referring to as upgrading our mindset? It is. It's upgrading your, your neurology. It's a neurologic okay. blueprint, right? A mindset is a general term people like to use, but it's really a neurologic blueprint. Our brain is made up of this, these patterns and these thinking patterns that we've got to rewire and create new ones to be able to get rid of the old patterns in our life. So let's really quickly talk about that. How does somebody actually begin to rewire their mindset? For some people, this might be totally new, <laughs> totally so is. I want to talk about it. it it's honestly, first, you got to become aware of it, right? Okay. First thing you got to realize is that, hey, look, I'm stuck. And if I'm stuck in a situation, you're going to try and do things. You're going to try and beat your head against the wall. But the first thing you got to do is realize and acknowledge the fact that I'm stuck here. And it's probably come from something what I call a past root experience, right? It's come from something in the past that if you don't rewire it keeps there because it's trying to get you to rewire and learn the lesson from the old stages. So is that something like a traumatic event or it doesn't even have to just be that? It doesn't have to be traumatic. Okay. It doesn't have to. Like I call it a positive root experience or a negative root experience, right? Because okay. traumatic is, is people like, oh, you know what? I lost $100,000 in the stock market. That's traumatic. Right. But you know what? Make it $100,000 on, on the stock market in a single day can also be traumatic. It's just not how we associate the brain and the body. Okay, so give me some examples. What are some of the first steps when I say, okay, I'm aware, I've got this problem. You're saying that just trying to find a new behavior, trying to take a new action may not be enough. I need to rewire my mindset. What are some of the ways I can do that? Is it, is it reading? Is it listening to things? <laughs> is it meditation? Give me an example. It's none of those. And it's all of those. I'll tell <laughs> it's you that. It's none and it's all. I love it's it. It's none and it's all because those things are all things that have been done in the past and people do that, right? It's like, We've heard this from the personal development industry. You got to get up right. at four in the morning, then three in the morning, and then you realize, why do you even go to bed? Cold, cold shower plunges. Yeah, it's like, all right, all that is great. Like <laughs> yeah. if you're trying to lose inflammation, it's all fantastic. But to rewire your brain, you first got to become cognizant of what you're thinking, right? You got to know what you're thinking about and where it's stemming. And you got to ask yourself the question, what did I do? What happened the night before, the day before, that's actually causing my body to get this feedback? Let me give you an example of this, right? Because most people think that, the, the body is a positive feedback system. I'm not going to get too far into this, but 
we're actually a negative feedback system that's trying to bring our brain back to balance. Mm. And we're trying to understand how balance actually comes in. But we're, we're so stuck on wanting to feel good, be positive, have everything go without any pain or any challenges in our life. But the reality is that that's not going to happen. And we're going to get challenges in order to bring us back to balance. So the first step is to ask, why is this challenge showing up? Okay. And the second step? The second step is to say, what am I supposed to learn from the challenge? Okay. And then once you realize what you're supposed to learn from the challenge, you're going to realize that it probably came from something in your past. Because you can't learn something without you having um, experienced what you're actually thinking and have experienced to make you learn what the balance inside of it is. Got it. And so we're on two steps right here. How many steps are there in total? It depends. Depends. Okay. It depends on the circumstance, right? I've got over 92 different processes I've created for different aspects of challenges that people go through. Like someone is angry. Let's say someone lost a bunch of money in their business. And they had a business partner, a business deal that went south. And, uh, you know, they now have this resentment towards their business partner. Arguably there, but the problem is is that you're going to harbor that resentment all the way through your life. And and I like to say this with money, since this is about business, is that whatever you resent, you resist. Mm. So if you resent something in the past with your business partner, your business partner in the future, now you're going to have a challenge with money coming into your life. Interesting. So I would say right now this interview couldn't be better timed with what's going on in the world. Some people and businesses are struggling. Yeah. So is, is, the, is the type of work that you do to help individuals and businesses, is it perfect time to be able to serve people right now and what's going on in the world? I think it is, right? I think it's a perfect time for that. Yeah. But I also think it's, it, we're much more aware of it, right? Mental health. Like, like this kind of falls in a world of mental health, but I don't classify it as mental health, right? But people who deal with depression, anxiety, stress, suicide. Right? 16% more mm. entrepreneurs commit suicide than the regular population. People don't know that. 72% of entrepreneurs are actually deal with more mental health disorders, which is tremendous compared to a 49%. Now, I don't know if that's because they're an entrepreneur they deal with it, or is it because they deal with it, they become an entrepreneur. (laughs) I haven't figured that out yet. Okay. Okay? But every person as an entrepreneur is going to deal with this because we deal with bigger goals, bigger challenges, bigger outcomes that we want for ourselves, just like you and And I were talking. And a lot more failure. (laughs) And a lot more failure. Yeah. But failure is relative. True. Failure is a relative thing that we've put into our brains that it's it's negative, it's bad. And then yeah. we create this psychology for ourselves. So I say that, is it important in timing? Yes. But is it something that needs to be there? I think it's been there for many years. We're just now paying attention to mental health far more than we did before. So is this something that if somebody's listening, they want to actually start to work on? Is it is it a daily practice that I need to be doing? Or is it kind of like, you know, attend your seminar, read your book, go through your thing, and it's one and done? Or is it a daily ongoing new type of awareness that you do on a consistent basis for the rest of your life? Great question. I think that you, you first, it depends on what you want. I have clients that have come to me, I've dealt with athletes who said, you know what? I can't shoot the basketball. I don't know what's going on. I can't hit my threes anymore. Mm. You go rewire it. They're done. They're good. Or I deal with golfers, right? They get, you know, the, what's it when they can't swing, right? Right. I don't, yeah, I don't know the I term. I can't think of the term. <laughs> t- the Charles Barkley thing, right? Okay, yeah. <laughs> and um, so I've dealt with that and they do that and they're on their own. But then I've dealt with people and most of my entrepreneurs typically realize this becomes the most important thing in their brain is, or their business, excuse me, is the way that they think. And they realize that this becomes a daily practice. So for most of my clients, this becomes something that a way of life that they learn to think, <clears throat> to experience, and they start implementing that on a day-to-day basis. So I think when we get into this industry of, of self-help mm-hmm. and uh, mindfulness, we hear that the, the terminology 80% of success is mindset or psychology, 20% is the strategies. So do you believe in that or do you think that it's maybe more 90, 99% mindset? I actually, I think it's 98%, 95% is probably a little okay. bit more realistic, 95% in how your brain is wired. 
right? And you can see I'm kind of veering away from the word mindset intentionally. Right. Right? How the way your brain is wired. It's wired. Got it. Because a mindset is made up of the wiring and the beliefs and the collection of that. And I don't, it's not that. It's how it's wired builds that up. So how our brain is wired is 95% of it. But you still need the strategy. So no, not right. to take away from that. You can have a great mindset, but if you don't have like the blueprint and know what you're doing, so this to speak. It. But where does this wiring come from? Is it, is it our genetic DNA? Is it our parents' fault? Like, where is this wiring coming from? Our environment, our school, our friends, all the above, none of the above? All of it. Okay. Right? We, we actually get it from our DNA. It's from our genes, from our parents, from our grandparents. But we can rewire it. But you can rewire it. Okay. Right? So you're not stuck with it. Right? Got it. And I like to say that, you know, I've, you know, this technology is only there because we've stood on the shoulders of the greats of the past, right? Like mm-hmm. as you and I have been talking, right? The, the people in our industries yeah. who've come along, who've just done some amazing things. Paved the way. They've paved the way. Yeah. And so now we can do this, but we have genes, we have epigenetics, we have our, our parents, but we also have our own experiences. It's all dependent on how we choose to experience. Back to what you were saying, the root or the Correct. you know potential events that have happened in our lives. Correct. Got it. Now I want to know, let's kind of shift gears a little bit. How did you get into this space? How did you how did you become a, a high performance expert and a doctor and, and a little unconventional doctor? You're more entrepreneurial as well. I am. You know, I like to say I'm a, I, I wore a white coat, but really I was an entrepreneur inside of the white coat. Right? <laughs> I love it. Um, That's a good combo, by the way. It is a good combo. Yeah. I was grateful for it. It allowed me to build one of the largest healthcare clinics in the world. Um, I started the world, you know, as a as an Indian dude. You're, you're supposed to go into the world of becoming a doctor or owning a 7-Eleven. <laughs> so you at least did one. I did one of the two, and Got so it. I was grateful. But I wasn't, <laughs> right, I, I didn't go to medical school. I went to chiropractic school. Okay. And it was, so it was can a, I get an adjustment later? You probably could, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I did it as a conscious choice. Yeah. Because I didn't want to study medicine, which was really the study of disease. Mm. I wanted to study how do we perform better? How do we do more? How do we become more? And chiropractic actually was that that vehicle that led me down that path. So I studied, then I started working with patients. And here's what I'll tell you, right, Mark, is that patients would come in and I'd start realizing repetitive patterns. Like a patient would come in and say their back hurts almost monthly. And they would realize what's going on. And I'd start asking more questions. Hmm. And I realized that the night before that they're having an argument with their wife about money. Hmm. And I realized, okay, this is now psychosomatic. And I'll go ahead and put this on on record, is that 99% of our ailments are psychosomatic. How we think and how we're wired determines how our body responds. And I started seeing this with over a thousand patients a week. I started seeing it over and over and over. And I started working with them and rewiring it. Then it led to entrepreneurs, business owners, CEOs, athletes, and then the world kind of expanded from there. So you started to recognize all these patterns weren't just uh, with a common small group, but it was actually very vast amongst even the business sector, athletes, regular people at home. We're, we're people. We're humans at the yeah. end of the day, right? And that's the yeah. whole thing is that we're all humans and have these same, and I've categorized them, and we all have these, some of these same challenges that we have to navigate. And once we get those, then we're just dealing with them with higher levels of degrees. So a business owner like a CEO of a major corporation is dealing with the same challenge as a small business owner, but just at a higher degree of responsibility. Right. That's it. More moving parts. That's it. <laughs> So what I want to understand is how did you make the jump from being a chiropractor <laughs> to getting into the field that you're on now? Because I, I understand, we'll talk about this in a minute. You're doing global events around the world. You're changing people's lives. But before we get there, how did you jump from being a chiropractor who's doing the, the quick adjustments in, yeah. the, in the conventional way to having this global business that's now changing people's lives? What, what was that jump in that journey? It was, I'm still adjusting. Okay. I'm still doing it, but now I'm doing it to the root cause, which is the brain. Got it. Right? I'm still doing that. I'm still balancing the brain. I'm still balancing the nervous system, but I'm doing it to the brain inside of it. 
And it started, like it wasn't an easy transition by any means. Um, I, I sold my practice, did well with the sale of the practice, and then went through a brutal divorce mm. and pretty much lost everything I owned. And I sat there and I was speaking in the personal development space and I was doing seminars of seven, eight, 10,000 people. And I started to realize that, you know what, here I was telling this stuff, but on the back end, I couldn't afford my own lunch, mm. right? And I didn't have any money. I was having a lemon to eat for four days. And I would sit there and I'd ask all these gurus that we would know all these questions and I couldn't get myself past it. And I went home one day and one of them said, it's your beliefs, it's your beliefs. And I thought about that, Mark, and I said, mm. how is a belief made? And then so I went home that, after that seminar, I spoke, I went home and I, I looked at everything and I said, okay, where do the beliefs come from? And I realized, I took out all the anatomy books and I realized that I had to figure out the anatomy of the belief. And I did. And when I did, I realized that that anatomy, through that divorce, I'd created a belief in my system that I could have love or money, but not both. So why would I create money into my life? Why would I bring it as a business owner into my life? And this, I tell you what, is one of the biggest reasons business owners stay stuck. And they don't realize it. It's in their latent awareness that they don't even realize it's there. And when that happens, they stay stuck. So I started working on it and then I made the jump. And then I, I kind of said, you know what? I'm not doing the personal development thing. I'm gonna go teach people to rewire it. I started doing more processes, more tools. And um, it turned out to be a pretty, that was the journey I was meant to be on. And then I just started telling more people and they, then they yeah. start getting results and they tell more people. And that's so, why we're here. So you actually were almost like your own patient. I you, still you, am I my own patient. <laughs> Hopefully, right? We all get to use our own practices yes. on ourselves. So you would say that you actually were able to make the jump because of the methodologies you were able to go through that you now share with people around the world. Well, look, I used to smoke cigarettes. I used to smoke a pack of cigarettes a day. I used to drink a bottle of Captain like it was nobody's business. Mm. Um, I used to be 50 pounds overweight. And I did all the gyms. I did all the, the behaviors. I did all the habits. None of that worked, right? Until the traditional I, routes. The traditional routes. Until right. I realized I had to rewire it. And mm. then I went and I rewired it. And I figured out why I was smoking. <clears throat> and then I figured out why I was drinking the way that I was. I figured out why the weight loss wouldn't work. Got and it. so I rewired my health. And I rewired my relationships to be in a... In a an inspiring relationship. I rewired my, my business to be able to create a global company now. But it was all because I took the time to rewire every aspect of it. So when people actually want to go through this process, mm -hmm. people are listening right now, and I think everyone's starting to realize how this can potentially help impact their life, their business, their relationships, their health. What are the different ways that you do this? I know we chatted before the cameras turned on. There's events and there's all different ways you serve people. But walk us through. What are some of the ways you help people? Well, there's many different things. We have courses inside of this, right? Okay. You can do courses where you can do a self-study type program and we can get some support there. We have coaching programs that are there. Um, we also have seminars that I do all over the world. People come from all over the world inside of that. Um, we also work with people a little bit more closely, more intimately, one-on-one -on -one inside of some capacities. Um, really, that that. It takes a lot to work one-on-one -on -one with people, but you, the idea for me is not to sit, because as a one-on-one -on -one client, I can only work with a certain amount. Right, the impact is more limited, and it is. you've got a lot of ways that you can serve more people through your events and courses. Yeah, and I wanna teach you to do it, right? So you don't need me anymore. Mm -hmm. I wanna teach you and everybody else that if you rewire yourself, you can take control of your thinking, your mind, your body, all of it, and now you can live a life that's totally inspired to you and not need the ups and downs and highs and lows that most people live in life. You self-empower people, and that's pretty much the opposite of what most individuals in the industry do without spotlighting anybody, but they want you to keep having to rely on them to come back and come back and keep paying them, like a lifelong client, which yeah. nothing necessarily wrong with that, but I like your approach a little bit more here, where you're teaching people how to fish, 
so to speak, so that they no longer need your service and they can use it for themselves. You know, I don't call myself a mentor. I call myself a doctor. Or excuse me, I don't call myself a coach. I call myself a mentor and a doctor. A doctor originally means teacher. And my goal is to be a teacher to people, to help people teach so that they can go empower themselves. As a mentor, it's a job to make sure that you do what's best for people. And that's how I look at myself. I don't look at myself as a coach. Um, that's not the industry I'm in. I'm not in the coaching industry, although business will may, you can look at that. Right. But I look at myself as a mentor who's guiding people to be able to empower their life, live inspired for themselves. So we've got people who tune into this show mm -hmm. and they are entrepreneurs, we like to call them. They want yeah. to be an entrepreneur, um, but they just, they, ha they have limiting beliefs, we'll say, right? Okay. They, have, they have their own <laughs> root causes that are holding them back from taking the jump. They need right. to do some rewiring. That's right. Um, but they're scared. They're, they're afraid of failure. They're afraid of uh, what, it, what it might mean if it doesn't work out. What's your advice for that person? I'll tell you, probably not afraid of failure. 95% of the people that I've worked with will sit and say that they're afraid, afraid of failure, but it's not failure. They're afraid of success. Because what success will bring them is more responsibility, more people, more money. And they're afraid of managing more money because they've lost money in the past. They're afraid of managing having more responsibility because they want an easy life. Right? So it's not really, we say that it's failure, but that's our dopamine brain. Yeah. It's really more success because everyone knows. Failure is the easiest, it sounds like. Failure is easy. <laughs> everyone says you got to know your why. You got to know your why. You got to know your why. And I'm going to sit and say that's probably not true. I'm going to make a very bold statement and say that's really not true at all because everyone knows their why. You know, you, 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 know, you told me that you, you, you've got this great family and you've got this great business and that's fantastic. I've got great children and great relationship. You know your why. Yeah. The real question you have to ask yourself is why not? Why am I not doing the things that I need to do. Mm. And the reason you're not is a root experience. Rewire the root experience and you'll go after why, right? So don't start with why, start with why not. Interesting. A little, you're like a, uh, a contrarian amongst the industry. I love I it. am, I say things because I've looked at it and I've studied every aspect of it and my work is not based on my opinion. It's 100% based on science. And I, and I say that because I wanted to create an objective way, Mark, that people can literally take their life and flip it upside down so they can live inspired. I didn't want people to go through the divorce that I had to go through. I didn't want people to go through the challenges I had to where you're separated from your kids for 18 months. I wanted people to realize that you could live this right life. But what I realized is that so much of what we've been taught, the people who've paved the way have done a great job. But we now know more about the brain and science than ever before. And we've got to take that into consideration. We can't base it, our entire psychology and our wiring in our brain on information that was from the 50s and 60s. I like to say no disrespect intended to Napoleon Hill and Think and Grow Rich. Great book. Yeah. But it was 100 years ago. <laughs> We've yeah. learned a lot more. Yeah. And so let's use science to take us to the next level. And that's why I, I make these contrarian statements because it's actually based on science. So would you say then, what would be one of the most important things or a couple of the most important things that small business owners tuning in with us right now can actually do? Is it sales, marketing, hiring the right person, rewiring their mindset? What are some of the things you think that small business owners can do to help them grow? It's a great question. I think first thing you got to do is get the leader right. The leader of the business has to get right. Because if you're not in the right business or right wired brain, the neurologic blueprint, you won't grow that business. Okay. The, the people you're going to hire are going to be challenged and they're going to cause you more challenges, more conflict. So the first thing you got to do as an owner of, I say any CEO of whatever size company you're in, is that you got to rewire the, start rewiring the thinking. Then I, I'm really a big fan of Jim Collins and Good to Great. And you got to have the right people on that team. And then once you start building that team, then you got to start being able, the, the thing that most people, businesses don't do, I think, in my opinion, 
is that they're afraid of sharing their message to the world, right? Which is what you help people do so greatly, so yeah. graciously. And I'm grateful to be here. Is that you got to be able to get your message to the world. Now, I say that because you've got to be so inspired by your business that you want the world to know about it. Mm. So let's talk about that real fast then because I would say a lot of doctors and small business owners and just people in general, they are afraid to put themselves out there yeah. past a certain level. Yeah. Most people have a LinkedIn profile, a Facebook, you know, an Instagram or whatever, but they're not intentionally putting themselves out there past a certain barrier. So what was it with you? How did you actually decide I'm going to put myself out there. I'm going to get on TV. I'm going to get on camera. I'm going to build a global business. Because like you said, most people don't yeah. really want to put themselves that far out there. What was the switch for you that inspired you to do it? I always wanted to. I always wanted to educate people on what they wanted to do with their life. As, as a chiropractor in the early days, I was a little bit of a contrarian, right? The non-medical approach. And I have no issues against medicine or not. But I realized that you know lifestyle has a great role to play in our health. And I was educating people. I had my own TV show back in the day, and I was doing seminars for hundreds of people in my community. But I wanted to educate people that you can take charge of your life and your health. And, and I saw that, and I, start, I realized that the key to that was education. And that education is now simply the same thing I'm doing because I want people to have the ability to be able to take charge of their life and not be dependent on drugs on, or medications to live their life. Hmm. Because although valuable, to save people's lives, it's not a lifestyle. At least it's not a healthy lifestyle because everything is going to cause you ailment. So if you can char take charge of your life, empower yourself, empower your business, empower the people that you're around, I think that's the role of a, a business rock star and yeah. a leader. I 100% agree. And I'm actually curious, as you mentioned, you know, you've, you've, you've been able to work with so many businesses and individuals. I'd love it if you could share. You can leave them anonymous if you'd like, but give us one of your favorite stories, one of your favorite <laughs> success stories. Somebody who came in, they had this issue, this, this root cause, yeah. and you took them through your process. And what was the result? I got a great story for you. So a uh, business owner, financial services, um, he was making $200,000 a year. Great income, right? $200,000 yeah. a year. For most people, like you're, you're on the level, what I call the, the comfort zone. Right. You're making more money than pretty much everyone in your family, and you're above the middle class. And you know what? You're getting your bills paid. You go on vacation a couple times a year. Things are fantastic. Great. And then, um, but he came to me. He wanted more. He wanted that unfair advantage. Which comes from rewiring. Which comes from rewiring. So I worked with one of his buddies. He came to me and he said, uh, Doc, he goes, you got to help me. I'm trying to, trying to grow my business now. I'm, I'm sick and tired of being st stuck here. I've done everything. I've done all the process. I've done all the strategy. I've worked with everybody. Spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on strategy. And I need to rewire this thing. I said, great. So we started working together. Second call. Second conversation, excuse me. Um, we sat down and he had an issue way back when. 25 years ago with a piece, a piece of guilt mm. in his own family that he didn't realize it. And I like to say, whatever you resent, you, you <clears throat> resist. And whatever you have guilt towards, you give away towards, right? And so I said, okay, let's go clear the guilt. And so in a matter of 22 minutes, I cleared the guilt. That next week, he made an additional $42,000. And he texted me and he said, the hell? He goes, how's that possible? <laughs> the next 11 months, he made an additional $700,000 and made $1.1 million that year. Wow. And from rewiring. From rewiring. And releasing. But it's got all these stories of just these crazy transformations people go through in their health. I can tell you stories of people who've dealt with Crohn's disease and in 26 minutes, gone. I can tell you people with wow. depression, seven minutes, gone. When you rewire it, you don't have, it doesn't take time. I love that. And so what I'm curious is um, for people who are tuned in, mm -hmm. they're inspired. Uh, after sharing that, everybody wants a transformation sure. <laughs> with their bank account like that, which I'm sure has a ripple effect in all areas of their life. Now they're able to serve their community, their church, their favorite causes. Now they're able to 
take care of their family and their friends and their community more. So having transformations like that not only changes your life, yeah. but it also has a ripple effect throughout your family, your friends, and can create a legacy. So somebody wants to learn more, they want to connect, they want to create a transformation like that for themselves. Where can they do that? You got a website? I do. There's lots of information. They're Study all the stuff that we have. There's lots of information. We get a bunch of people who are listening now to tune into one of your uh, events that you guys do globally around the world. Love to have them. Love to have them. Well, thanks for having me on the show here. Appreciate you for being here. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate it. If you enjoy this episode, make sure you subscribe so you're notified when the next episode is posted. Rate, review, and share this podcast with someone you think will like it. And remember, you can always find the visual version of this podcast on my YouTube channel. Just search Dr. Rewired. Thank you for listening. I'll catch you at the next perfect time. Thanks a lot.